Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we are back with another episode of Horror Vision here. I'm your host, John. And I'm the co-host, Bug. And we got the Frighteners for you. 1996, Michael J. Fox starring film. What do you know about Michael J. Fox, Bug? Um, honestly, not a whole lot. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, I think I've seen him in a couple things before this, but I could be mistaken. Oh, you know what? I do recognize his voice from uh, Osmosis Jones. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, he was in Osmosis Jones. No, but he was in that movie Atlant- Atlantis, Atlantia, Atlantis. The Disney one? Yeah. I don't know why Osmosis Jones popped in my head first. That, that was actually not a bad but movie. Did- Bill Murray was in that movie. Bill Murray was in that movie. Yeah, I just figured... Uh, so, a little backstory on us deciding to watch this. Uh, we realized that there was one more episode that we had to do in September. Well, I guess we didn't look that hard at the calendar. Um, and I figured we already have what we're going to do next week set up. And Boogs... Like, we talk about it, like, every other episode, it seems like. Uh, Book's all-time favorite movie series is Back to the Future. And this has a real Back to the Future feel to it. Obviously, with Michael J. Fox starring and Robert Zemeckis uh, producing the film, who who produced the Back to the Future films. And I was like, I, I can't believe Book has never seen this. And then when I was thinking about it, I hadn't seen this since I was a kid when it, like, when, around when it first came out. So I figured, uh, why don't we hop back and, and take a look at it. So that's how we came to The Frighteners. You know, actually looking at uh, Michael J. Fox's IMDb page, you know what my favorite trilogy that he's ever been a part of was? What? Can you, can you guess? I would, I, if I had to guess. Back to the Future, I don't know what any trilogy's been. Stuart Little. Oh, you he dog. He voiced Stuart Little. You dog. I thought he was the little boy in Stuart Little. No, the little boy is still a little boy today. I'm saying he just never grew up. You ever seen that episode of Workaholics with him in there? I think it's like Jonathan Litnicki or whatever his name Something. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always weird with like childhood actors. And like, you're pretty much screwed as a childhood actor. Like... It's few and far between, like the the ones that make it into acting still as an adult, because it just depends on like if it turns out if you look weird or not. Like Jonathan Litnicki, fortunately, he just ended up being weird. But Michael J. Fox was a childhood actor. He grew up, and it turned out like even when he's older, he's the same. So it worked out for him, but uh, well, to an extent. Be 
before. Michael he, J. He Fox got wasn't sick. that young when he started his acting, was he? Yeah, it was. I think Facts of Life or one of the old TV shows. Uh, let's see. His first credited acting role was Leo and Me TV series. He star. He was Jamie. In nineteen seventy-eight. What year was he born? He was born in 1961, so he was 15. No. Wow. Wow. I just got to stop. How old was he? Do the math. He was 17. No. God damn it. Do the math. <laughs> he, was, he was 17. I gotta get a calculator up because I'm questioning myself right now, and I am not. What year was he born? I didn't even hear what you said first, but I have a feeling that you're. Uh, no. So he was born 1961. His first acting role was 1978. So he was 17. 17 yeah, that's still like a. I was, I was way off the first one, and I second guessed my second first one. So whatever. Yeah, so we decided to check this film out. And, and like, the big question I had coming is, like, you can, and, and I guess I was a kid. Like, this came out in 96. I was five, six years old. And I remember seeing it thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, um, but I, what I was wondering, like, you see Back to the Future on TV. Those are, like, timeless. Why this doesn't get any TV playtime at all? Like, you never see it randomly on like TNT or that. So that was one of the, the lenses that I viewed as going back. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it later on the episode, but we figured out why you don't see this on TV too often. Yeah. I've never heard of this movie. Never. And I understand why. What was one of the big things when special like CGI special effects were first coming out and, Obviously, I do like Jurassic Park, Terminator 2, and stuff like that. But I remember people taping up the CGI in that. Turned out. Wasn't that. So. <laughs> but we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Um, but uh, now it's time for my. Actually, it's not time for my favorite part of the episode because uh, what, what, what did you do this past week, Boog? I actually know the answer to that because I was there. Oh. I just kind of hung out. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun. I went down to uh, North Carolina and me chilled out for a couple days. Went to the beach. That was cool. That was surprising. Like I was surprised at the amount of people that were still there. Like you figure their kids would be in school, and like it's later in the season. There was a decent amount of people still on the beach. They don't give no shits. Yeah. Well, the beach we went to, it's. Somewhat popular because there's a lot of attractions around it, mainly yeah. the beach. Yeah, but still, you, it's late. It's later in the season. It's like technically it's after fall now. People are back in school, but you know what? More power to them. Um, hey, we can do that too if we want. That's like we did. That's true. Um, it, it was wild. We ran into another person from Pittsburgh there. Like, actually, yeah, not, e run, not even running. just not even just Pittsburgh. The dude ended up. He went to the same college that I did world I, I run into people from pittsburgh like 
10 times a week down here. It's insane. Absolutely insane. The more of the story you got to get out. That's what I'm working on. Yeah. Hopefully by the next episode, but two, three episodes, maybe this will be coming live from North Carolina. We were going to do the the first live in-person one. Uh, not live, but like where we record, same room. Uh, but we were actually just too tired when we got back from the beach. We're going we're gonna to save that for... When, when did you say? Next week? Two weeks? I'd say like two weeks at the two earliest. Weeks. It's all up to you. I mean, because the, the second I get the, the new job, I will pack the car up. Yeah, I mean, just, I got pretty much all my loose ends tied up. But uh, You beat up that kid behind the Wendy's, huh? I got to get out of here. Let's, let's talk about Wendy's. The, the, we stopped on the way back from the beach. Oh my um, gosh. At the Wendy's. Um, Got to give him a shout out. That was the freshest, probably best food I've ever had at a Wendy's. Um, but their spicy nuggets there were the spiciest nuggets I've ever had. And I've eaten, there's been a time I sat down and ate like 40 McDonald's, or not uh, Wendy's spicy nuggets at one time. But however they're making them, maybe it's just that little extra southern kick to it or something. But uh, you got them too. Like, what were your thoughts on those nuggets? I had to intentionally give myself a brain freeze with my Frosty. And that's the only thing that helped. It was aggressive. Yeah, so uh, shout out to Wendy's for uh, fucking us up with your spiciness. Thanks, guys. I'm I'm the weird person that I dip my fries in my Frosty. I dip my nuggets in my Frosty. I mean, I wouldn't say that's weird. That's like, I feel like not everyone does it, but enough people do. You're not some type of renaissance man. I think I like to think I am. That's but your problem. Some say it's a problem. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. But no, I, I thought dipping my my nuggets in my frosty was going to cool it off enough for me. Oh, big mistake! I still had like half of frosty left after my nuggets, and I ended up just chugging it. It was it was aggressive. Yeah, those those were aggressively spicy nuggets. Um, but other than that, their food was real fresh there, which you normally don't get from a fast food place. So, mad respect. That particular Wendy. Wendy's somewhere in the beach in Carolina. I don't know what road it's on. It's on there. It's definitely on a road though. Hey, actually, we'll it's actually kind of like in a parking lot by. Yeah, we'll give you. We'll give you a little hint. There's a Walmart there and one of those barbecue places right next to it. Dickie's what was bar- that barbecue. Dick- place? Dickie's barbecue. That's another Dickie's thing barbecue. down there. I had uh, two different barbecues. When I was down there, both excellent. Carolina barbecue never disappoints. Yeah, it's it's gonna get me fat. Er, fat er, fat er. No, I'm at that I'm at that awkward height where it takes a lot for me to actually look fat. Anyway, that's why you're getting a new couch. But it didn't break. I didn't break this one too. It's on its last leg. Technically, I mean, on a couch, aren't isn't a couch a couch always on its last legs? Yeah, I mean, you can replace the legs. That's true. But have you ever heard of anyone replacing a couch leg? No, they usually just toss it at. Toss it at. All right, let's hop into. Uh, well, I'll give the the story here, the backstory of this movie. 
Um, so, uh, picks up uh, after a car accident in which his wife Deborah was killed and he was injured. Frank Bannister develops psychic abilities, allowing him to see, hear, and communicate with ghosts. After losing his wife, he then gave up his job as an architect, leaving his unfinished dream house sit incomplete for years, and he decides to put his newfound ghost skills, I guess that's the way to put it, ghost skills, to work. Um, psychic abilities. He basically runs like a con job. So the, the couple of the ghosts that he's friends with... Um, they they basically go in and onto house, and he comes in and exercises the house for a fee. Um, but during this, he discovers that there's an entity resembling the Grim Reaper that's going around killing people, and he can see the marks of the numbers on the victim's head beforehand. Um, and this leads to him trying to help the people, and basically, uh, at some point, he gets because <laughs> it's no one else can see the ghosts for the most part, but him. So he basically gets tied in to these crimes and people think that he's the one committing the murders and it's a whole big mess and he has to find a way to get out of it. The the general story of this movie. Forget, did they mention, did he have these abilities prior to his wife dying? No, that was the whole key part of the movie. But they, remember when he says like a traumatic experience, they say can bring out these, like that, that car flipping over experience no i know i just it's been a while since i've watched it i'm pretty sure i might have dozed off it's been a while it's been like four days <laughs> you know how many movies i've seen since then i like probably, movies i like two that's uh, that's right you don't got you got like that goldfish brain actually that's a crazy thing you know that saying too and like oh you got a memory like a goldfish turns out like goldfish don't have that like 20 second memory they actually have like, just one of them things, you know. Thanks for the compliment, then. All right, well, let's hop right into a little pros and cons act here. What do you got for me? I'll do the first con. Well, it's probably going to be the con that I have. Cause, so let's, let's address that first. Big bug in the room, the question that I ask going in. Why isn't this um, really s- still shown on TV? Um, like a like a cult hit, you know. And I, I think the main thing is because the story's not bad. There's some funny parts. Um, it's entertaining, but my God, is the CGI in this horrible? The CGI did not age well at all. At all. Like for '96, it was it was great. I mean, there was better. It wasn't like the best of the best, but that was definitely more than serviceable. Then, but in 2021. Almost comical how bad some of the scenes. I'll give it credit. I feel like it has better CGI than some DC films. I I think so. Wrong. <laughs> like I'm not nope. def- I'm not defending DC and not saying they have great C- CGI, but this is genuinely. I uh, I mean it hasn't aged well at all. Yeah, at that's all. The but that's issue. to say that it has worse CGI. Just being facetious. Sometimes you have to make a stand. Who's your hills you're gonna die? <laughs> but um Why would I have to die on a hill? Because you're a fucking idiot, that's why. Yeah. Write that write that down in your little notebook book. I'm pretty sure I don't have to write that down. You remind me a lot. Here we go. 
All right. Well, I got. I do have a pro though involving special effects. The practical effects they have in this movie are awesome. I think I, I was telling you watching it. The ghost. He's like an old western cowboy type. Um, the judge is played by Don Aston. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, his jaw like at one point fell out, and a ghost dog had it, and he put it back on. But even like the bone was protruding out, and it was like a thing when he was talking. It it looked really cool. I I like that effect a lot. Um, so so the, the practical effects were, it's just the the CGI. CGI was, we can't mention. I don't think we can mention that enough. How how atrocious it was. That's what's literally the one thing that that holds it back. We went in. I went in search of an answer for why I don't see. I think I satisfied that answer. Um. Oh, uh, how about how about this one? How do you think the acting was? Well, I I liked Michael J. Fox, and I, I mean I haven't really seen anything where I haven't liked. Uh, he was basically uh more depressing Marty McFly. Um, yeah, I I thought the acting was good. The the guy that played the FBI, the the weird FBI guy that comes in the second, third act of the movie. He was so goofy and strange. But that's also, he's a, a famous horror actor, Jeffrey Combs. He's the main dude in the re- He's been in a lot of uh, horror movies. He's just like a, a weird acting guy. Um, I thought he was great, his over-the-top acting. Um, and there was a lot, of, a lot of parts, like when they first introduced him, that were, were real funny. Uh, like when he wouldn't come into the room, was like peeking his head around the room talking. Uh, yeah. but the the thing with that, I we did say though, I feel like that role was written for for like Crispin Glover. For Crispin Glover, you know George McFly for Back to the Future. Yeah. Because how like how weird it was, just it did have a Back to the Future kind of feel. The mech is the director. Crispin Glover, I mean, from Back to the Future is a very weird character. I think, especially, I mean, mainly in the first one. He was only in the first one. I know. That's that's, like that's an interesting and Mark Hollywood. Putting the right that are like, um, but the, I wonder if that's why he wasn't even like a thought for this. No, this is years after Back to the Future Two happened. But I, I just think like that weird role he could have pulled. But Jeffrey Combs did a great job. He was thoroughly weird. Um, what main, about the main actress that that played his, I guess, new love interest? I mean, eventually they do get together at the. I, I mean, I thought she was solid. The, the the main deputy cop that he deals with often that he he acted that role well in a real like John Candy style like that like uh, hometown style cop. Other like side piece like side bit actors. The two ghosts were hilarious. Uh, they, they were hilarious. Uh, some of the other ghosts they see, like Ghost of the Military Guy, played by famous 
Ray Emery. He he was perfect. I mean, he just plays the same role as everything. That I thought that pit picked. Uh, I, I thought that fit well. Uh, correction, Ronald Lee Emery. What about? Uh, I always thought the about... R and Lee Emery. Ray. Hey, that's on me. What about uh, Jake Busey? As like, so I, I I thought he was good as the the creepy ghost that that's who spoiler alert the the Grim Reaper style killer um, turns out to be. But I, I felt like he was barely in the movie. I mean, he was, and like that turns out. But I, I had some issues with the story. So that would be a con as well, like how it was placed together, because there was an interesting story. And you're engaged in it in the beginning, but the way it pans out, if it felt like that movie like lingered on, if that makes sense, I would agree with that. I feel like it was interesting at first, and I think it just got too. It like they just try to do too much at the end, and they had to extend it. Yeah, I think they they set up a lot at the beginning, and then they just didn't know how to end it. Because um, there were some some different ideas there in the end, having him die and revive him so he can go do things as a ghost, him getting killed again, but then able to come back. Like there was just a lot of things that got kind of messy at the end that kind of held that. Um, but yeah, I had no problem with Jake Busey. He played a, a psycho well. I had no issues with the acting or the directing. The movie looked good. Peter Jackson, everyone knows Peter Jackson. Directed this. I, I thought he did a solid job. It, just think, it, as far as with my issues with it, it's, like we said, the CGI story could have been worse. It kind of, it kind of didn't know where it was going. It had, there was a lot of good pieces to it, but they just didn't how to fit them all. Can we talk about how they decided to kill Michael J. Fox temporarily by freezing him? Because yeah. I thought that was insane. No, I, I, I like that idea. Um, that reminds me a lot of what was the, the movie around the flatline where they would kill a people. Kill the people. The afterlife, things like that, and the shock of it. Um, so I, I didn't hate that, and medically, it kind of makes sense. Inject them, thing to stop the heart, and you keep the body frozen. The muscle tissue matter does atrophy and dies. I mean, scientifically, kind of makes sense, but uh, uh, I I feel like it might have been better because there was a point where he almost stops the killer while he's dead in that short amount of time. If it would if it would have worked out better, if they would have had the story end there instead of continuing on back to the the medical hospital, standard med having that whole ending i think it's because they wanted the happy ending yeah but you could add the happy ending with him if he was dead and next 
you could have paid it back. I don't know. I, I do think I, I don't really have a part of that. The one thing I, I, I did kind of have an issue with is so when he gets killed the second time and he's able to mm-hmm. go up behind um, one, the one chick that actually is helping out the very abusive mm-hmm. which I guess she was like his love back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was just able to pull her soul like right out of her body. I was based upon like what they had done earlier in the movie and things like that. Like that was not a power ghosts really had. And if it was like, don't you think like ghosts would all the time? Uh, I don't think they'd do that to people all the time. I think so, because if you think about it like this, a lot of those, like, so what they established was when you die, if you don't immediately light, you, you're stuck being the ghost for, I think they said, like, a year before you get another try, and then if not, they'll stuck as a ghost in determinate amount of time. Um, for example, earlier in the movie, when the girl that's Michael J. Fox's Frank's uh, his character ends up falling in love with her husband who got killed by the Reaper. Um, his name Ray Ray Lindsay. He was, came to Michael J. Fox when it turned out that he was killed and trying to get him to help and like set up a meeting. Wife knows still there. Jazz. Um, don't you think like if he knew how to pull like Michael J. Fox's body he would try to go in there or something like that like there, there's the people that end up being ghosts ended up being ghosts because they felt like they had unfinished business they weren't ready to die so i think that if they did have the capability just to be thanking people's it just goes back to, to something that we that i talk about all the time like if you set certain roles in a movie like you got to stick to your roles man because if not you're just not being true to the story I don't think, I mean, personally, I don't think they they would all do it if they could do it. I'm not saying they all would, but I would say it'd be a more common occurrence, like especially some of the shittier ones. Like, uh, the dude, Jake Busey's Johnny Bartlett, after he got executed and he was a ghost, you don't think that he would just go over and start yanking people's souls out of their bodies? No, uh, he's he's an example. I would say he he would because yeah, so, he was so a serial it, killer. If there was that power, that it, you could establish that like Michael J. Fox's character was different. He had that power. Like it's just something that they introduced at the end, like Deus Mox to wrap up the plot. Like I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of that. I get it. I mean, I get it. What about, uh, I like the, at the end, in the end credits, they played a, a cover of Don't Fear the Reaper. I wonder who did that cover, but I liked it. I do like that. I don't, uh, I'm trying to find it real fast here, and so far, nothing. Was there any uh, death scenes that you particularly liked? Because I think I remember one that when it happened, 
you did enjoy? Um, I'm trying to remember now. What what's the one that you thought I enjoyed? So the scene where Milton, the FBI guy, gets a double barrel shotgun blasted in the face and it explodes his head, but his ghost was the ghost head was left behind there. Oh yeah, I did actually like that. Yeah, as shitty as like the CGI is like I liked. Yeah, I, I now that you mention that, I do remember because I'm pretty sure I like made a remark towards you when I saw that. I was like, "Oh yeah, shit!" Yeah, like, that's that why I brought cool. it up because I remember you're like, "I really like that." Yeah, like shot his head off. His head disappeared, but the ghost head was still there, which was I thought it was a good touch. It was kind of weird because now that I think about it, most people when they died, they fell over and then they come up and then like their, their ghost comes out of their body. But in this one, like his head disappeared and the the, the ghost body was already there, which is, which is kind of, kind of nuts, but it was, yeah, it was different. You haven't really seen that type of type of kill before. I haven't really seen other movies, but I liked it. Uh, yeah, but I, I found out. So the band that performed the cover of "Don't Fear the Reaper" was the Mudbirds. Never heard of them? They did a good job. Yeah, I've never heard of them either. Uh, yes, yeah, so I guess uh, just like as far as pros and cons, summing up, I think the real strength of was Michael J. Fox's relationship with three ghosts that helped him outdo the haunting cowboy. Um, who went by the judge uh, had like a nerdy high school college book smart type guy Stuart and then you had like a disco afro haired um, uh, black dude that was was his uh, Cyrus which he had some of the funniest um I, I did like when they were talking at the. They're they were like, they want their demands met because like they do all the work and Mike Fox, he doesn't have to do anything, and they're like, we want like new clothes and stuff. Like you're walking around these all this modern day clothes, and he's like, hey man, it's not my fault that you died in a shitty fashion era. I feel like the hospital is a very cliche territory when it comes to horror films well i mean i wouldn't really necessarily say it's okay for the fact that if you think like when a horror movie is made like all old creepy house cliche or or the cabin in the woods cliche because uh when you make a horror movie you're genuinely playing on people's fears and what's creepy like you're out in the woods no cell service you're isolated like that's scary to people um, hospitals, I think, are scary to people because you're either going to the hospital for mostly negative reasons, whether something wrong with you, visiting a sick family member, or you're going in, there was an emergency, something like that. So there's a lot of scariness that it is tied to a hospital. So I guess technically you can say it's cliche, a lot of horror movies, hospitals, but I don't like when people call it so cliche because like, there's certain like tropes and stuff that are cliche. But there's settings that are like inherently strike fear in you because there's negative things associated. I get that. I guess it's just because I really haven't had negative effect at a hospital. 
at least not in a yet. long time yet. I mean, it's coming. Um, it's probably coming. I mean, was it was it a positive experience when you went to the hospital and you had your thumb cut off? Uh, I guess that was net, actually, net total because they sewed it back on, but it didn't. It didn't freak me out that I was at the hospital. I knew because I was at the hospital, I was going to be all right. But like, I wasn't afraid of like bleeding out or anything. the The worst part about being at the hospital is when they put a needle through my thumbnail. I Besides bet. that, I've that's had, that's that I've had it. Needle. Oh God! You ever had a needle in the roof of your mouth? Feels like it's going uh, no. into your brain. Actually, the the worst one is when I got stitches around my eye from a hockey, and I uh, they they put the needle. And it went like it felt like it was my eyeball. I've oh, I've oh. never had that feeling. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I think that kind of wraps it up for our pros and cons. There. Hop on to uh recommendation and rating. I'm going to go second. I feel like I've gone first the past couple times. After the last time. Maybe. But I, go ahead. I'll, yeah, I'll let I'll, you go. Hey, I'll let myself go. Okay. Uh, go. As far as rating, I will give this... Uh, honestly, I wanted to like it more. When I was a kid, I liked it more, but I think now I'd probably say about a 6.5. I, I definitely think that the CGI really holds it back. Um, if someone wanted to go back and, and update the CGI with modern technology, I think I'd probably bump it up a whole point. I don't know that it would necessarily really fit to do that, because um, some of the other drawbacks, the story and, and how it's kind of put together holds it back as well. Um, there's definitely entertaining story in there, uh, but the way they get to the conclusion kind of drags on. That that diminishes the score. Uh, as far as recommending it, I would recommend it to Michael J. Fox fans, um, your fans of 90s horror, ghost, uh, ghost, ghost, creepy ghost films, things like that. It's definitely a horror comedy. Um, nothing real scary in it. I think maybe like one jump scare in there. I remember seeing you jump bug. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as that, it, just want to check out a semi-entertaining um, ghost comedy. Uh, buddy, I guess we'll call it a buddy. Yeah, give this one a check out. I mean, you really won't be super disappointed. There's definitely better movies you can watch, but it is entertaining. I absolutely agree with my ranking. I'm going to go a step below you here. I'm going to go 6.3. Overall, it's a very entertaining movie. The acting was great. The CGI just, it it, it was, it's past its time. And it really affected the ranking for me personally. But overall, I thought it was a very well put together story. It had its ups, it had its downs. Um, I wasn't really sure how they were going to go with this, and I had a feeling that they weren't sure how they wanted to end it either. Um, but overall, I, I I say you should watch this movie. And um, for my recommendations of who would watch this movie, um, 
if you kind of, if you remember watching Casper growing up, I'd say this is more of like an adult version of Casper because uh, essentially it's the same thing. That's a good, that's a pretty good point. It did have like a Casper style feel. Exactly. It's so weird. You don't see Casper on TV anymore either. Like there was a point when that was. Yeah. But uh, if you like Casper, you wanted more of a, an adult version of it, I would recommend the Frighteners. Um, but also to put to, to go on with what you said, like 90s horror films, I would say I'd recommend this. Or if, hey, if you like Michael J. Fox and you want to see something different than Back to the Future, absolutely go ahead. Give this one a go. It's worth it. It's it's well put together film. Yeah. It's. I mean, there's definitely other things you could waste your time on. But overall, you'll be so give it a check. Do the thing. All right, I'll do the thing. Hey, we ready to wrap it up here? Um, so if you are listening to our podcast and it's on a streaming service that you generally like to use, good on you. Uh, if not, if you want to upgrade your life here, we are currently on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, pretty much generally anywhere that you are going to listen to a podcast. Um, if you want to reach out to us, our email is at Hunter's Horror Vision. Um, want to give us suggestions for an episode, uh, comment on past episodes, you become Bugs Pen Pal. Hey, just reach out to us. We're very responsive, uh, as well as we're at Horror Vision on Twitter. Shoot us a DM at you on there as well. Uh, we got the YouTube page, Hunter's Horror Vision. Check that out. A couple videos on there. Um, yeah, other than that, I think that's, uh, that's everything, Boog. Any final thoughts? You got some final thoughts? I need to, I need to bring up one thing. Bring it up. I lost my bird. If anyone sees a bird in the Pittsburgh area, please let me know right away. Let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Um, for those, that's going to be everybody, because for some reason mentioned it on the podcast i don't think it ever just really came up uh we did talk about your brother getting married we're at the wedding um but he ended up getting married at the pittsburgh apiary and for those of you that do not know um what an aviary is it's a place where they keep birds uh all kinds of birds apparently uh when we were there we did a little bit of a walk through and there's this about four foot tall uh with about a seven foot wingspan eagle and it's not a regular eagle it's not like a bald eagle you see they're called sea eagle and they just like pretty much I, i'm not 100 percent, but i think they just kill sharks out of the water and eat them. i would it, not be surprised it, this thing literally looks like a goddamn living dinosaur it looks like a puppet yeah to it, me. yeah it didn't even look real dude it was it, it's one of the few times we were talking about this the other day where i've walked into a situation i've seen something granted it was through a plexiglass like uh, containing area, but I was generally like, I had to stop. It like took my breath away. I was like, this thing is a goddamn living dinosaur. Like, thank God it's behind this cage because this thing looks like it wants to rip my face off. Well, flash forward to this past weekend, I'm down in North Carolina. See some updates on Twitter. Uh, it turns out uh, that the big brains at the aviary put a mesh netting on the roof. I guess it wants to get some fresh air or something like this. They didn't figure. This monster with a razor sharp, about a foot and a half long beak, 
wasn't going to bite through the mesh netting. This motherfucker is currently on the loose in the streets of Pittsburgh. It's how many days later now, Boog? This is the 28th now. And this bird is, they just say, like, if you see it out there, don't approach it. Call, they, that's the other thing to say. Call the aviary. We'll come and get it. We'll send a team out. Like, first off, uh, Boog, would you happen to know even what the number to call the aviary was? You'd think in their post that they would put, put that on there. Um, but they, they showed the video of when it first escaped and they had it surrounded before it flew off. Like, those cops were ready to shoot it. And, and I'm not, uh, one to uh to say like openly like violence put the animal down it it's just it's nature it's not doing anything but this thing could generally just like eviscerate a person like this like it's generally like look up pictures of a sea wolf it is a sea wolf yeah sea wolf sea eagle it is genuinely terrifying there is literally a living monster lying around the streets of and I'm not going to lie here. If I was at the aviary and that thing broke out and all hell broke loose with people there, like, oh, we got to get the bird back. I would have just turned insulated looting. They have penguins there. I would have took a penguin oh, or two. Yeah, like, yep, yeah. yeah, sorry. The bird, the, that, that eagle took it with them. It's gone. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. That'd be a perfect time to get yourself a couple free penguins. Those penguins are cool, too. Who doesn't love penguins? Exactly. But uh, yeah, so if you're uh, one of our listeners in the Pittsburgh area, be on the lookout for a uh, giant aerial monster. Uh, stay inside? I don't know. It It's, I mean, you don't have to stay inside. It's not going to see you and be like, that motherfucker. I'm it, might, it might do. It's smart. It's like the raptors in Jurassic Park, dude. It'll just chew right through the doors. I don't well, know. Keep your I... dogs close to you when you go outside. That, that's all I'd say. <laughs> Even full-size dogs, this thing pick up. Like that's the crazy part. Like I, I just I cannot stress this enough. Like the, I, I'm concerned for my well-being because me and that the eagle made eye contact at the aviary and had a look like if I ever get out of here, like you're dead. Guess what? He's out. He's on the run. He's Are like, you telling me? Like Michael Myers escaping on Halloween night. <laughs> it, it's tracking you down here. Probably it's got your scent, and you traveled all the way down here and you went back up yeah. it's probably on its way down here right now it's going to make a stop here it probably would prefer down there closer to the sea as well probably it is a sea eagle that's my book that's the one of the few times <laughs> oh my god all right well hopefully we're still around for uh the next episode here um I'm sure you will. I won't be there's a goddamn sea eagle about to knock on my door well, what do like you... hey have you seen this man <laughs> Like uh, the T one thousand in the Terminator. Oh, uh, he's, he's on the he's on the hunt. Yeah, well, where do you think he, after he knocks you off his hit list? Like, where do you think he's going next? You better not wrap me out. You better not wrap me out to that sea eagle. Are you kidding me? You were the first person to bring it up. Like, hey, listen, buddy. I know it wasn't me. I know it was that other funny looking dude. Dude, I didn't snitch on you, but I'm telling you this right now. Um, I think you got to be on the lookout because. That's a, that's why I guess that's my expert opinion. This is what I know about birds is this bird doesn't look like any other bird you've seen. This bird is is like nature, like scientifically designed to kill. He's a damn killing machine. Just keep your head on a swivel if you're walking in the streets of Pittsburgh. Or yeah, because you might lose it. Area. You might lose it with this flying error in the sky. But uh, yeah, they weigh also, like. 
They should also, actually they should make that in like that, there's not really too many horror movies about giant flying birds. Like you have like the cheesy like fifties like law, but like not modern times. Like something like Anaconda, something like that. Like giant this giant flying bird would make a terrifying horror villain. Maybe we gotta start writing that script book. Yeah, you can start writing it. I'll yeah, just I was gonna I'll say, put my name down at the end. Yeah, practice practice your ABCs a couple. Get this script hammered out. I don't need to know my ABCs. I just need to know how to spell B O O G. All right, well, let's let's wrap this up here. Um, we'll catch you next episode, guys. Till then, they say watch out for flying birds. You see the bird. You got two options: run, or you could capture it and have a free bird. I think a third option is probably the higher likelihood is high. So check you later. Bye, good luck.